open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host at Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. We have a great guest with us here today, Anthony DiOrio. He's co-founder of Ethereum, CEO, and founder of uh, both the Decentral Project and Jax. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Anthony. Uh, good to be on again. Yeah, so one of our friends from the great frozen tundra of the north from Canada. Tell us, what's what's going on up there? What are well, you guys working I mean, on? What's good is, is right now we're, we're in the uh, farmlands with horses at the Latin America Bitcoin <laughs> Conference, and this is amazing to be out in the nice clear blue skies and away from the city. But I came to, this is my third. How many how many events have you been in? I've been to four of these. You've this been is, in all of them? Yeah, this is the fourth one. Because I remember the first time I was on, on your show was actually back in uh, Brazil. At the, the oh, conference at Rio, uh, okay. at Rio. Yeah. that's right. Definitely a lot of changes since then. No longer part of the Ethereum project. That's been actually since the beginning of 2015. Been in the wallet space for quite a while since 2013 with CryptoKit, and we've shifted over to our new product that we're working on called Jax. Yeah, so Jax looks really interesting. Where you're uh, merging or trying to merge a whole bunch of the different communities and assets. You've got like nine different tokens in there now. We've got nine. Maybe, maybe you can explain how this whole Jax wallet works. Sure. Like... So I realized from having a Bitcoin ATM since 2014 that getting people into the wallet space is, is very segment. It's it's very difficult to suggest a particular wallet for people because they have many people have different needs. They've got Android, they got iOS, a lot of products aren't available across many different devices. So it's been our goal for the last couple of years to develop a, a platform, a blockchain interface that brings all the different wallets. So a multi-platform, multi-token wallet into one place so that we could just tell people, what should I download when I'm getting into the space? It's download jacks. So we're on nine different platforms, Android, iOS, tablet versions, mobile versions, Chrome extension, Firefox extension, Death 3 desktop versions. So we got PC, Mac, and, and, and Linux. And they all have a very similar interface and experience, and you can pair them all very easily across each other. So design has always been very important to me. And I think that's one thing that's sorely missing in our space. We're very developer-focused, but user experience has always been something that doesn't bring the masses. And I like to group the masses as being people like my dad. So I design stuff that my dad can use. So, what, Mist and, uh, and Bitcoin Core just don't cut it on the user no, interface? No, I, I mean, I can't, <laughs> even get, I can't even get the Ethereum wallet working it's just not a great user experience and it's good to be able to download your your whole blockchain i guess but for the most people they don't really care about that they want to be able to have control of their assets they want to be able to manage them in an easy simplified way and that's what we bring we bring to the market so i think very quickly we're becoming a default wallet for the entire blockchain space we've got uh, bitcoin on there now we've got just launched rootstock testnet so we're the first rootstock wallet we just launched that yesterday Uh, we've got ethereum we've got ethereum classic we've got dash we've got litecoin uh, we've got Monero coming in soon. We've got Zcash. We were the first Zcash wallet. So we launched that a couple of days after Zcash launched. And it's really about bringing people into a unified experience where they can manage their own keys, manage their own assets, 
a single 12 word phrase allows you to derive all the keys you'll ever need from any token that we ever bring into the system. So, wow, so you have a single like root seed for all the tokens. That's right. And, does that and it's any... HD as well. So and everyone, we've yeah. actually are HD on all the wallets we offer as well. But does that potentially introduce some type of security vulnerabilities? Because if you're signing on one particular blockchain, you might have uh, something from that signature that could leak data that could be used to compromise. No, I mean when you're deriving, you're deriving your 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 keys that are derived are different for each token they're actually being derived from from the twelve. So you're deriving a HD like an HD chain and private keys and public keys for each individual wallet. There's nothing that's going to be able to track it back to your to your main one or to be able to tie the two things together. Well, nothing is. <laughs> well, I mean, we hope it's nothing, right? Sure, but if you if you consider that you have a twelve word seed for Bitcoin and that derives all your Bitcoin private and public keys, I mean, you're yeah, still but- at risk of your main one. If your main one ever gets compromised, I mean, that's that's you have to guard that and make sure that that's what you right. I you mean, have very you compromise safe. any any particular private key, and you can then compromise any additional private keys that come further in the in the chain from that one. Sure, right. but that's the same same as it would work for Bitcoin. Yeah, but in this case, like let's say that we that a I I don't know how all the tokens work specifically, but say like key fifteen in the chain on Monero gets compromised because of like a signature flaw and because of the way that the wallet signs, uh, and then it gets put into the Monero blockchain. But because of that, someone's then able to 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 take get the Monero private key, but once they've got the Monero private key, they're, they're then able to figure out the Ethereum private key. Not something that I think is an issue. I'm maybe not the best person to speak on that. I'll probably be best to leave something like that to my CTO or uh-huh. even our guys that we have working here in Argentina who could probably answer that more clearly. So, so I'm going to say that I can't provide more information on that right now, but it's something that I can look into and investigate and see if there is an issue with that. But I, I can't think that that's a big issue and it hasn't been yeah. raised i mean we're we're in all the different communities right now and the way that we've got things set up has never raised any flags or anything yeah. about that well i know like we were looking at it with armory i mean when we're you, you do have an issue with like our hierarchically deterministic wallets just in general because of how the algorithm works if you're able to compromise private key three then you can run it through the formula and get private key four and private key five private key six etc and so we got lots of inquiry about adding Litecoin or whatever to to the Armory wallet. We never really had the resources or the incentive to do that. But one of the problems that we did consider was, you know, if the Bitcoin keys were to somehow get compromised, then also the Litecoin keys would be compromised. So, I mean, I guess that's one. You know, like, yeah, so like maybe, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll like, have to, maybe afterward I can get to provide a better answer for you. Yeah, I mean, that. it's like, it's it's hard to go through and figure out, well, how do all of these wallets sign? And then what information is actually being revealed in the signature, in the transaction on each of the different blockchains? And so, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of security variables. I've got, I've got just over, just a hundred <laughs> feet over there. We've got guys that I, that can get yeah. that answered. So. so, so, anyways, you know, just for the super ultra paranoid ones, this is also going to have cold storage ability to it. Yeah. So we've announced two hardware devices. The first is the Jax Ice Cube, which is fire resistant, waterproof, completely disconnected device using camera and screen to receive and send back signed and unsigned transactions from a main hot device. Well, how, how are you able to transfer that much data? You could transfer the data through a, through QR a QR code. code. Yeah. 
Wow, because yeah. we, I mean, we we would have had to use, I think, multiple QR codes to try to transfer Bitcoin transactions that way with uh, Armory, because we'd looked at that, and then also transferring via like the three and a half millimeter audio ports. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to reduce the attack surface of, because USB key is a lot larger attack surface than a three and a half. It millimeter. is, it is. But from my understanding and what I've been told, we're we're fine with the QR code to be taking them back and forth. Oh wow! So yeah. it's, so you can transfer enough data in the QR code. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's how the, the so this Jack's Ice Cube. That's gonna be that's the Jack's Ice Cube, and that's something you're keeping in your safe or someone like like you're keeping like a Trezor. We've also announced integration with Trezor and Ledger, so we're we're working towards integration with their with their devices as well, because one thing in the space is that people are going multi-token. I mean, and to have a solution, yeah, that's right, but it's not something that's still pretty new, yeah. right? And it's a lot of work and a lot of backend infrastructure. And there's not enough tools out there available. And especially security. I mean, I didn't want to buy any material amounts of Ethereum just because, like, how do you secure it? Well, you're securing paper wallets. I mean, right now, if you want, you could just like <sighs> yeah, you would but secure. I mean, I mean, that that's that you could consider yeah. that that cold storage. You're creating them offline, and you're and you're creating your you're creating the, the just like you would on bit address, right? I mean, so that's that's one way if you did want to do it. And the initial keys as well were also created. So in the sale, you, they were actually created offline as well. So you'd have your your initial key, and that's password protected as well. Yeah. But I, I see what you mean. I've left I left most of my Ethereum in the sale wallets. Didn't want to expose them to the internet, and then can do yeah. it gradually. But yeah, that, that that's definitely a concern. I mean, but now I, you but now you have Ledger has an as an Ethereum. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just wallet. I just know and I'm comfortable with my Bitcoins and Armory. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Armory is still around. Yeah, Armory's yeah. around. It, it's uh, we got it, there's point version point nine five one, and it has uh integration with thirteen one and Segwit compatible and everything. Cool, because yeah. I I went from and it's Armory. It's a lot faster now. That's and, that was why uh, I moved off isn't of Armory. crashing a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I, mean, I, I I had to move out of Armory because of that issue, and then I went to Electrum, and now I've moved off to Ledger Nano S because it can store the classic Ether and and Bitcoin. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm using for my cold storage. Nice on on the key, but. Uh, so the multi-token was something that really hasn't been out there. And really a common experience for any wallet across all devices hasn't been there. I mean, people like Bread Wallet, but it's only available on iOS. There's Mycelium has a very good Android experience, but their iOS experience isn't very good. Yeah. And there's no desktop version. So to be able to bring, you know, extensions with desktop versions and mobile versions together is yeah, something I, mean, that I think people are using. Yeah, I like that common user interface. I mean, Copay is trying to do a little yep. bit of the across all the different versions. You know, and then there's multi-sig and, and the trusted execution environments, yep. like with yep. the, the Intel integration with Copay. Is Jax planning to do any of that? or do you With have trusted environments? With I trusted don't know. environments? I've, I've, I've always been weary of trusted environments. I just, to me, having something on a device, and this is, might just be, be me, but I've always liked the idea of a cold storage thing being completely disconnected. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> yeah, so we will, our, our plans right now is... We're, we're re-architecting, we're, we're redoing our architecture because we're all JavaScript and HTML, okay? Uh-huh. That enables us to basically be, to tap into the native components of each device, whether it be camera or memory, but have a single code base that enables us to deploy very fast across all our different devices without having to see different codes get out of order. So that's another thing that we brought is really good efficiency is that of having a, that single code base. Is that a lesson learned from Ethereum? <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's a lesson of... of uh, if you can do things more efficient and get them across to multiple devices, Why that's not? the way Why we, we want yeah. to do it. And because of the advancements in HTML and the JavaScript, we were able to actually achieve that. Now, I can say that the optimization is not great right now on different devices, 
but we're revamping the whole architecture so that when you load up Jax, right now it loads the whole wallet, all the different tokens. And what's really cool is we're only a three meg file. So to be oh, able wow. to, cause we couldn't even look at SPV clients cause SPV clients were too large for what we needed. Uh-huh. So we've come up with our own backend system, our own structures that enable us to be a very lightweight client that is not requiring you to even download the, the size of an SPV client. Cause how do we grow to 20 tokens when you're still having to download tens of megs for each token? So we couldn't go that way either. So I think what's really good is we're, we're efficient. We're putting in a few more coins. We've got list coming out next week. We've got Monero coming out really soon. Uh, Ripple, uh, as I said, RSK testnet launched, but then we're going to be stopping the coins for right now. And we're focusing on infrastructure and growth because as we put more and more things into the wall, like we want to become the interface for blockchain. So it's not just about managing and being able to send and receive your tokens. It's also about becoming a hub for knowledge, information on different projects, really good ways to tap into exchanges and providing tools that the average person, and again, people like my dad, can start getting into the space in a way where they can still be in full control of their keys. That's what our goal is. The ultimate goal is we want people to be in full control of their digital lives as we move forward. And we want to provide that user experience like the browser did for the internet for this amazing blockchain technology that we're all so passionate about. Thanks for listening to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. Our awesome audio editor needs to eat. He makes your experience better by increasing the sound quality and decreasing the show's time by editing out unnecessary ums, ahs, pauses, and such. With only a few seconds of your time, you can support the show. Do you ever buy stuff on Amazon? Before you do, simply visit bitcoin.kn forward slash resources. You can get there from the homepage and click on one of the links. It takes you to Amazon. Then, at no additional cost to you, we get a tiny percentage of anything you purchase, even if it's not that particular item. These resources, they're all my favorite hacks that have increased my quality of life, so you might learn something helpful. They range from healthy snacks to sleep optimization, meditation tools, cognitive enhancers, immune system boosters, and much more. Maybe you'll find them useful. Either way, any support is greatly appreciated. Thanks. And now back to the show. So how about, you know, first network effect is speculation. Any any type of plans to have, uh, like, make it easy in, the, in terms of the user interface with speculation? I mean, Shapeshift? Like... We have Shapeshift, yeah. Oh, you have Shapeshift? We already have Shapeshift integrated, integrated, integrated already. So... Uh, right now, you can do you can buy Zcash already for inside of Jax directly. With so yeah, you, so you, you literally download, you download Jax on your iPhone. Download Jax, you move some bitcoins over. You, put, you hit the, the little fox icon. It pops yeah. down, tells you what the prices are. You just put send an amount you want, and it shows up in your other wallet. And then you so have Zcash. You don't have to leave. That leave shows the up in your Jax wallet. You don't have to leave even or even go to the Shapeshift website. You can do that all internally. So our play is to integration integration partners. So we've got Coinbase coming on board. So you're going to be able to use your debit card and credit card right inside of Jax to be purchasing small amounts of Ether, Bitcoin, and Litecoin. Our goal is to integrate around the world with partners that have already figured out their local jurisdictions in terms of regulations and rules. And because we don't hold on to customer funds or have access to their keys, we're not regulated. Yeah, That's our software, play. Right? I don't want to be yeah, anything involved in that. And we push it to our partners to do that work. And we'll be taking commissions by keeping it all inside of one place. That's the, the benefit that we offer is that you don't need to go outside of our wallet to go do things and bring them back in. So that's one of our places is yeah, to so, basically push that all off to our partners. So you network. have like Shapeshift, Coinbase. Yeah, we got Coinbase coming uh, in. We got a number of different localized partners. That, what, Glidera, Kraken, I've been talking like with, some with, of these with David. I, yes, yeah. that, that, that's, the, that's the plan. And then we want to offer even trading bots inside of there where people can still be in control of their keys and be able to have their credentials to the different trading engines. different uh, orders into the order books. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to hold on to people's money. We don't want to give advice to people on what they should be doing, but we want to provide information and tools that people can make their own decisions and be in full control of their digital lives as they move forward 
all done in a way that that my dad can 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 understand how to do things. That's the the goal. That, that's a great vision. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, look at the, the the GUI. What it did for the personal computer and for the what web. The, what yeah. the, the, the the browser, the browser did for, for the, the internet. That's exactly the the play that we're making here. So. So you know, you've been involved in the blockchain space for a long time, Bitcoin specifically. Where do you see this going over the next three to five years? I'm excited for Rootstock. I think the ability that Rootstock is going to have to scale Bitcoin is, is going to be great. I think the team and the approach to incremental movements rather than going from one thing straight to another and the leadership that they have is going to be very beneficial. So I'm really happy to have them as a partner in what things that we're doing inside of Jax. And I think their team to be able to give up a bit of centralization and have a federated structure where they can get up to 400 transactions per second is going to do amazing things for Bitcoin. So I'm really happy about the, about their prospects of scaling the entire Bitcoin network based on that. So I think that's one thing I'm really excited about. I think Ethereum is going to, going to continue to have some hiccups, but I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of exciting things and projects on Ethereum, but a lot of it's about execution. And I'm, I do have concerns about the execution of some of the projects. Because <laughs> they've been so good at it. <laughs> it's, it it's um, I think that the technology has jumped a little too far ahead and there's a lot of great ideas and projects but the focus has to be more for how are the average people going to be using this and you know i i, I think they're going to get over the hiccups when it's take time they're trying to do maybe some a little too much and i think it's led to some of the problems but i'm still confident in, in the team over there so yeah other technologies other interesting things zcash yeah i like i like zuko and i like his team again taking it more of a business approach to a platform and to a project I think one of the things that we struggled with Ethereum is it got too big too quickly and it got to be too much of a decentralized without without really good leadership of carrying a project forward. So I do like some of the things that, that Zuko's been doing as well. It's obviously that it, to me that they have, I mean, it's, it's a business. Same thing with Rootstock. It's a business. They're, they're a company that understands that in order to get to where they want to go, there needs to be business models for it. Make it sustainable. Yeah. That, that, that's right. And We've also got another project that we're working on is is uh, called Decentral Station, and Decentral Station is going to be our web platform. It's going to be very traditional, but it's about bringing being that hub, which we don't have right now. That I, in my opinion, where I can say to you, "Hey, I want to learn about this technology. Where do I go?" I don't know where to direct people to. So we're creating a platform. It's going to be heavily gamified. It's going to tie into all the different communities, providing resources on how you can learn about all the different communities, and we're going to have people being able to actually educate and learn and grow. And that's going to be tied into a reward system that we're going to have inside of, inside of Jax. So as you're achieving and moving on, you're going to be getting these rewards that will enable you to get the more advanced features, pro stuff that we're going to be implementing into Jax, such as trading scenarios or charts, news, different things that we're going to be putting inside of Jax. So that's where my full work is going towards. It's the hardware, the software, and creating that blockchain experience and user interface for, for the entire ecosystem. Sounds great. Well... You know, it looks like that gigantic piece of uh, lamb or beefy chorizo or whatever it is. Looks like it's uh, time to eat it. Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you? Are you do you eat meat? Almost exclusively. Almost exclusively. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know you're. I know you're. 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 You're a health guy. I know yeah, that. but yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, I mean traditional Argentine barbecue. Anyways, <laughs> enough distraction. <laughs> it's looking right? good. It's looking good. Um, the stomach is uh, setting its priorities. Yeah, it's been a wonderful discussion with Anthony Diorio, uh, founder and CEO of Jax and the Decentral Project, and also uh, co-founder of Ethereum. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me again. Be sure to get a copy of the free Bitcoin Guide at freebitcoinguide.com. 
Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at Bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share Bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise, spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate.